This is Barry Knapp with Ironsides Macroeconomics. It's 8.30 a.m. Mountain Time on August 1st. It's Tuesday morning. I apologize for not releasing this audio summary of our um, weekly note until today. We did not release our note until yesterday. <clears throat> I was out of pocket on Thursday and Friday with my annual country club member guest and uh, so did not write the note actually until Sunday despite all the great data that came out on uh, Thursday and Friday and of course the Fed meeting on Wednesday. So we titled the note um, housing is not yet in balance. That was just one section of the note we probably could have gone with mostly good news which was the section first section of our note the second section was inflation in the fed then we wrote about housing being not yet in balance and then ended up with um, a section titled end of the earnings recession is increasingly likely so on balance the data last week was exceptionally favorable um, we would uh say it was more than an offset to the little bit of a shocker that we received first through a leak in the Nikkei news on Thursday afternoon that the Bank of Japan was going to loosen yield curve control and then the actual announcement of widening the ban from the half a percent cap that they had on 10-year JGBs out to uh, a band as wide as 1%. Now, they've managed that band thus far, and I'm going to come back and talk about that in a minute because it is a little bit of a risk that we'd written about the previous week when we wrote about uh, unstable equilibrium and how a bear steepening of the treasury curve could be a real monkey wrench, that this deep inversion of the Fed um, that the Fed has caused in the yield curve does create a little bit of macro instability or risk. And um, in fact, the Bank of Japan did take, that was one of our scenarios was perhaps the Bank of Japan loosening yield curve control uh, sparks uh, bear steepening, which is not the way we'd like to see the curve disinvert. And so we have had a bit of a move here, a steepening move, but it's not the friendly uh, bull steepening kind when the Fed cuts rates, it's the unfriendly bear steepening kind thus far. And so we'd be watching that along with the yen, RMB, uh, pound sterling and euro because of course crude is creeping up around 80. Uh, we think one of the views that's somewhat unique to us is that the dollar is now something of a petro currency after five decades of being negatively correlated, meaning the dollar being exchange rate being negatively correlated with crude. We now move the dollar moves up with crude and that exacerbates the energy deficit for Japan, Germany, China, and the UK. And so we're worried about an impulsive move higher in dollar yen that um, could cause macro instability like we had last September after the very aggressive Fed rate hike uh, and forecast at the September FOMC meeting. So that's it on that. The data, on the other hand, was quite favorable. GDP in particular was an excellent mix of growth. We had a softening of consumption, strengthening of investment, Equipment investment in particular rebounded. Structures continues to be strong. Software investment reasonably robust. Uh, so that portends very well for productivity. We realize the Fed is not filled with a bunch of supply siders, but we are focused on the supply side. And that was a good mix of growth. It included lower government spending, again, a favorable um, 
factor from our perspective, very clean inventories, two quarters in a row of, of no inventory investment um, and uh, no real change in the net export channel. The deflators beat uh, decidedly. The overall GDP deflator was much softer than expected and uh, the core was less than expected, which of course portended a better than expected reading on core PCED on Friday, a 0.165 print. Our measure of super core, that's uh, core services, less rent of shelter for PCED is coming down sharply as well. That was included in the note. And of course the employment cost index, which I show here in the chart, in the video version of this uh, came down nicely as well. It was expected to be up 1.1% from the prior quarter. It was up only 1%. All the various measures, private sector wages and salaries showed softening as well. And so wage growth has decelerated um, fairly significantly with only modest so-called loosening of the labor force, underscoring our thesis that this was really about the great reallocation, not the great resignation, that it wasn't labor slack that caused wages to spike, it contributed to it, but the real story was this 3% increase in worker reallocation from mid-21 through mid-22 created this almost once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for workers to go get a job within the same industry or even change industries, caused a spike in their wages, but now that's come down. And I'm going to write about a preview of the payroll report this afternoon and release that and that will walk through how reallocation has come down and it's taken a lot of the pressure off wage growth. So it was a good mix of data. You know, again, the only fly in the ointment is this unstable equilibrium as a consequence of the Fed having created this very deep dis or inversion of the curve, like 73, 79, or 80, and that still creates this macro risk from our perspective. So one sector that isn't rebounding is the manufacturing sector, and that's true globally. Um, no rebound in Asia. The Taiwan PMI index is down around 44. China's below 50. Germany's at 38.8. The US S&P Global Index did bounce to 49, <clears throat> but the long, much longer series is a manufacturing did not rebound. Prices are coming down. It's good news but there's no real signs of recovery in the manufacturing sector other than manufacturing companies in the US, earnings and revenues are doing pretty well. Caterpillar Tractor this morning is a good case in point. Um, so the US is in a little better shape than the rest of the world, but it's a global business. And uh, globally, although inventories are in control, um, there is no evidence of a pickup in demand. And that could be, uh, the potential catalyst for some more downward pressure on goods price inflation through the second half of the year. Because remember, to resolve this unstable equilibrium, in our view, the, the really the only way out that we can see is weaker than expected inflation numbers through the balance of the year. <clears throat> a simple way to think about that is a series of two tenths of a percent print prints on core CPI, core PCED. If we get that, then we will be able to see our way clear to the Fed cutting rates in the first half of next year, which would be the more, much more benign disinversion of the curve scenario, a bull, a bull steepening as opposed to a bear steepening where the back end moves up because of a lack of demand for U.S. Treasuries. I should also mention something that wasn't in the note that the Treasury did announce uh, financing plans for 
the fourth quarter and they're much larger than expected. So we're going to get more treasury supply and we may get some supply from Japanese investors um, liquidating holdings. They are far and away the biggest holders across the myriad of different Japanese institutions, not just official holdings, but uh, pension plans, you know, GPF and um, the um, uh, Compo Postal System, uh, Japanese banks, insurers. Um, so that uh, that is a clear and present danger and the Fed has put us in a position where things could uh, could clearly break. So we don't think they'll end up tightening in September. We do think the inflation numbers are likely to be fairly good. Uh, again, we wrote about housing not being in balance. House prices have, have started to move higher. This is a consequence of the way the Fed conducted uh, the tightening process. We would have much preferred they'd be more active with the balance sheet. We still think there's scope for them to sell treasuries. Note that when PacWest was acquired by Bank of California last week. JP Morgan bought $2 billion of their mortgages. Those are attractive assets. Low coupon mortgages have very little embedded uh, interest rate risk in them. Remember, the holder of a mortgage is short that prepayment risk. It's mostly out of the money. Those are high quality bonds. Um, and we think the Fed could actually sell some mortgages. We think that that would be the one way to get uh, a steeper curve Again, it's a bear steepener, so the market wouldn't love it, but it would be one way to disinvert the curve and help bring the housing market back into balance. We don't like the fact that the longer term mortgage rate is not set by the market because of Fed holdings of mortgages, treasuries and, and tips. So that's it on that. I'll just wrap up by saying that earnings are beating uh, by an even higher amount than they did in the first quarter or the fourth quarter of last year. There's a halo effect to this where the market is rising, but the average stock is falling, obviously because the market ran up so much and net revisions in the leadingest of leading sectors, the consumer discretionary sector continued to surge. Industrial uh, revisions look pretty good as well, but that consumer discretionary revisions is a good sign. It's not all good. We're worried about the small business sector. And um, in our note that we're going to write, we'll talk about how that birth death model that we thought was flattering the employment numbers um, looks like it's going to be massively revised lower for last year. So we didn't create nearly as many small business jobs as um, uh, the BLS initially reported. And we do, we are worried about the small business sector in particular but large businesses look to be in pretty good shape. Earnings look to be in pretty good shape. <clears throat> so if the inflation numbers continue to cooperate, there is a way out of this unstable equilibrium. Um, but, uh, but the Fed has created a lot of risk and something may very well still break. So on balance, we think we're probably headed to 4,800 on the S&P, um, but, uh, but we really need the inflation numbers to cooperate from the redundant school of redundancy. Barry Knapp, Ironsides Macro. Have a good week, everyone. I'll be back on my regular schedule next week. Thank you.